بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد سنستدرجهم من حيث لا يعلمون ابن عطاء الله says خف من وجود إحسانه إليك ودوام إساءتك معه أن يكون ذلك استدراجا لك this is extremely frightening. What he says, Ibn Atayla says, Rahimahullah, be fearful lest the existence of his generosity towards you and the permanence of your bad behavior towards him not lead you step by step to ruin. This is this needs to be opened up, but this is our state, generally speaking, and it, it's very uh, deceptive. It's extremely deceptive state. And then Allah says, We shall lead them to ruin step by step from whence they knew not. So what the, this is speaking about is <coughs> being fearful of istidraj. Istidraj comes from the root daraj. And daraj refers to steps. That's one meaning of it. It refers to steps. So a daraj is steps. Another one is daraj sabi, which means a child taking baby steps. It takes a small step, another step, as it's learning to walk. So it has this meaning of slowness, no hurry, step by step, so not continuous. So it has all of these kind of meanings within this term. But in reality, what it is, in terms of our context, it means for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to hide tribulation. Tribulation and punishment to a certain degree right in the bounty itself. So it seems like a bounty, but really what it is, is a punishment. Or it's a challenge and it's a tribulation. As opposed to the other way where you have tribulations, but within it are bounties if you persevere. So this way is the way that this is the other way around. The, f- the second one that I spoke about, which is to have tribulation come upon you, one after the other trials come upon you. But what's hidden underneath there is bounties and the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That may seem very difficult upon one. But the perseverance will lead to uncovering those bounties and those gifts. Whereas, in this case, it's the other way around and this is generally what's happening. This is the other way around and this is generally what's happening. So it is to hide tribulation, punishment in the form of bounties. As somebody else explained it, that the mustadrij the one who istidraj is happening with, is the one from whom the bounties, meaning the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is being taken away bit by bit from whence he doesn't even realize. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, سَنَسْتَدْرِجُهُمْ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ We will lead them bit by bit, step by step, from whence they don't even realize. So we will take them away 
by giving them bounties. We will give them apparent bounties until we will put, pull them into punishment. And they won't even realize. When a person is <coughs> performs a sin, commits a sin, and when a person commits a sin, a person who has some fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, we all have some fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you perform that sin, we expect there to be a punishment. We expect there to be some effect of that sin on us. Something being taken away. It happens sometimes. You commit a sin, the next moment you get a parking ticket. That's good, because you got the punishment straight away. Right? Sometimes something else may happen. You may seem, see something bad or the other. Something that happen, Or you may miss your salat. So you, you see the punishment of it straight away. <clears throat> Sometimes though, where you have to be more fearful, is when you commit a sin and nothing shows up. Everything's normal. In fact, you suddenly see things opening up for you in the dunya. Dunya. Not the akhirah. Dunya. You suddenly get the job you wanted. You got good marks in your exams. You know you've committed a big sin. But what suddenly happened is something good happened in this world. So what you do is you forget about doing istighfar. Generally, when something bad happened, like that ticket or the loss of the job or something or the other, whatever it was, you suddenly felt you tripped over, you banged your foot, whatever it may be, you kind of connected because we're, we're paranoid in that regard, especially people who have Iman, they're paranoid in this regard. <clears throat> so you'll think it must be because of that sin, so it'll make you do istighfar. Selfish reasons, istighfar, you know, but it's still good. Alhamdulillah, it's still good. But when none of that happens, and in fact, in replace of that, you get some other kind of apparent ni'mah, then after that, we just feel like it's all fine. Allah's forgiven us, but has He forgiven us? We didn't ask for forgiveness. How is he going to forgive us? So this is why I find this to be just so getting to the essence and the core of this matter. It's so helpful this is. <clears throat> so that's why he's saying here that, oh murid, because it's murids that people on the path that generally study this topic at this detail. right? So th this is the field in which this kind of discussion takes place. It doesn't take place in general lectures and so on. Right? Unless it's people from this field who give those lectures. So this is why we're generally saying, Ayyuhal Murid, it says. So, O seeker of the path, this constant ihsan that you feel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is having on you by giving you well-being, time, abundant sustenance and provision. And you feel that you are benefiting from a constant stream of these bounties. Nothing's stopping for you. You're doing well. But this is all happening along with your constant stream of disobedience. Constant stream of disobedience. Negligence, heedlessness, shortcoming. You don't pray your salats on time. You miss salat once in a while. You don't do your ibadat. You've taken to doing dhikr. 
but you don't do it. All of these things, it's difficult for us to do it. Whatever the excuses for not doing it. You know, whatever the excuses for not doing it. And on top of that, you don't have time to do shukr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <clears throat> in the proper way. Shukr is not just to say all thanks is to Allah for what He's given us, but to not use what we have received for His disobedience. That's one of the three conditions of shukr. One is to acknowledge inside that this is from Allah, from the giver of it. Number two is to openly declare it. And number three is to practically declare it, <clears throat> which is to not use it for disobedience, but use it for obedience. That is true shukr. Now, of course, if somebody doesn't even acknowledge that it's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he's not going to get to the other levels. <clears throat> but this is what this is all about. <clears throat> If this is the case with somebody that is getting a constant stream of goodness and it's all happening but then there's a constant stream of evil coming from him and no shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then very likely, very likely this is istidraj. This is exactly what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about in the Quran. And this is, I say this is a big problem. This is the big problem that we have. Sahl ibn Abdullah al-Tustari radiyallahu anhu says Namudduhum bin ni'am Namuddu Madda yamuddu means To elongate, to stretch Essentially in this case it means to To constantly give To assist, facilitate We facilitate them with bounties Wanunsihim ashukra alayha But we make them forget Being thankful for them Showing gratitude for them فَإِذَا رَكَنُوا إِلَى النِّعْمَةِ So then when they become totally immersed and inclined towards those bounties وَحُجِبُوا عَنِ الْمُنْعِمِ And they become veiled from the true giver أُخِذُوا Then they are seized. Of course this is generally a long series that this happens but it could happen any time. I remember once in our class I think we were in the fourth year there was an individual who <clears throat> constantly used to miss class or something like that. And he used to get away with it. We knew that. We knew. The whole class knew that he was constantly doing this. I can't remember the exact crime. But it was something like missing class or not knowing his lesson or <clears throat> something like that or the other. So one day Mufti Saab came in and he caught him. And the person is protesting now, it's my first time, it's my first time. And Mufti Sab subhanAllah, I mean, he's great hadith. He's been lecturing on hadith for so many years. It's great insight, from a very young age. He, he said, it's impossible. This is not the first time you've been doing this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives so many times and overlooks so many times. You've done this before. That was his dalil. All the rest of the class knew what, what the case was. So he was protesting, he's protesting, but Mufti Sahib said, not even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes somebody to task the first time round. That's the nature of things in this world. It's the nature of things in this world. Sometimes, yes, for some people who Allah has uh, good intended for, the first time they do something wrong, they get caught. And that is a blessing in disguise for them. Because it's good to be caught the first time, because 
as you know because it will stop you forever it will really give you a slap on the so i know one individual who never listened to music was not into listening to music lots of young people they listen to music it's quite normal for them this young chap he was in a madrasa he never listened to music and this was uh, the 80s this was the ending of the 80s so 90 the year 2000 uh, 1990 was coming on or was it 99 no no it was 90 yes definitely 90 so it was 1989 and <clears throat> 1990 so they used to have this they they played this top of the charts on it was coming on radio top of the charts for the last decade the top 50 songs or 100 songs i can't remember the top 100 songs for that decade were being played so you know there was a renewed interest in music among the students as well unfortunately among some of the students you know the younger students as well so this particular individual who was never into music because of the hype and everything maybe somebody was playing it in his room secretly or whatever he got into it as well and <clears throat> i think what he said was it was more about just because it, it, it was not about the song itself but it was just about being informed about what is the top type of thing it was that kind of curiosity you could say but of course it had the room to music is extremely addictive <clears throat> then this person is maybe <clears throat> 13 14 years old never been into music but once you get into music it's very difficult to come off and especially when you're going to listen to the top most music of that decade then you can expect that what that's going to do to you because it rings in your head and then you want to listen to it again right until you get tired of it then you want something else so as he's listening or something like that he got caught he got caught out of everybody else he got caught um it was like a light slap on the he didn't get a big problem but he did get a problem and that shook him and he stopped i don't think he's ever gone to music since then that that's why he got he got stopped so sometimes that's a blessing like that but to go on and on and on and carry on listening to music like anything else that it may be just to carry on and not get any closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have benefits coming in then that is a huge delusion it's a huge delusion it's something really to be worried about <coughs> that's why ibn atha'illah <coughs> he also says kullama ahdathu khati'atan jaddadna jaddadna lahum ni'matan now these are people who have suddenly have degenerated to this level where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts them in istidraj <coughs> for most people who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intends good with he will give them reminders and this state will only come about if we are to forget those reminders and we're not to take any heed of those reminders those light taps on the wrist if we're not to take heed of them and we continue 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 and that becomes then a habit and now we stop taking the reminders then those reminders will stop coming then it gets to the level of istidraj So we mustn't assume that istidraj comes straight away that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so cruel that he'll just keep giving us this and deluding us it's never the point Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't force somebody into that he lets them do the crime and then when he sees that this is going beyond the limit then he does that that's why in the Quran when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about uh, putting a seal on the hearts it's generally after 
they've done something. فَبِمَا نَقْضِهِمْ مِيثَاقَهُمْ لَعَنَّاهُمْ وَجَعَلْنَاهُمْ What is it? وَجَعَلْنَا قُلُوبَهُمْ قَاسِيَةً It's only because of their breaking of the oath that we condemn them, we curse them, and we made their hearts hard. So it's generally, and then it says, ثُمَّ نَطْبَعُوا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ فَطَمَسْنَا عَلَىٰ أَعْيُنِهِمْ It's always فَا 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 ثُمَّ 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 Then we did that because of their doing, because of this, because of that. So Allah gives everybody a big chance over and over again. But it's just that when somebody gets into it and digs the hole deeper and deeper and deeper, and then they think it's all fine, they will give excuses, they will make excuses for their religious aspects, but they will be enjoying the dunya. I don't have time for dhikr, I don't have time for this, I don't have time for that, but they have time for everything else. Because it's a priority, the priority becomes skewed in the mind. Essentially when these things become skewed in the mind, this is all part of the istidraj. <clears throat> when things become more skewed in the mind, when the priorities become, the, become less priority, and other things become more priority. <coughs> That's why Ibn Ata'illah says, Every time that they do commit a mistake or a sin, we revive for them a new bounty. We give them a new bounty. And we make them forget to seek, rep- re- uh, seek forgiveness for that uh, oversight for that mistake for that sin and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa umli lahum inna kaydi mateen <clears throat> when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plans something it is extremely firm his planning is firm meaning we give them afiyah we give them well-being we supply them with that we give them an abundance of that and bounties until we will then take them all of a sudden We'll take them all of a sudden. As Allah says, when they forgot what they were being reminded, they forgot the admonitions, the reminders that were coming to them, uh, to them that which they were being reminded by. When they forgot that, Okay, fine, if that's what you want, we will open. This is such a expression of the jalal of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we opened up to them we released we released to them the doors of everything okay you want bounty we release the doors of the bounties to you you'll get your you'll get this bounty that bounty you'll get your good job you'll have lots of money coming in you'll have this you'll have that you'll get a nice house you'll get nice decorations you'll get you know new furniture you'll get all of these kind of things hatta idha farihu biha until they become happy exulting and satisfied with this, what they've been given, then we will take them all of a sudden, we will seize them all of a sudden, and then they will be helpless. It comes from the fact that they will then not know what to do at all. They will be totally confused, they will be totally helpless and hopeless, they will have no idea what's, what's going on. And this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's adah and his custom in this world. This is the way he makes this world work. And it's nice for us to know it. We know it at the back of our mind, but it's nice to know it. It's very beneficial to know it so that we can constantly be evaluating ourselves.
it really helps to evaluate ourselves each time. Okay, I've suddenly gained this benefit. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala generally sends reminders, whether that be people, bayans, lectures, or whether that be an accident, whether that be a slap on the wrist, whatever it may be. All of these are tadhkir, they're reminders. <clears throat> that take them that indicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that show them to uh, towards uh, towards him. But when they reject them, when they ignore them, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, okay, fine, take more, take more. That's why one of the poets said, وَأَعْظَمُ شَيْءٍ حِينَ يَفْجَأُكَ الْبَغْتُ One of the most deadliest things I would say here, which if it comes to you by surprise, one of the most deadliest things that come to you by surprise is surprise itself. One of the most deadliest things that come to you by surprise is surprise itself. He's just magnifying the concept of surprise because that's exactly what it is that you just don't know where to go anymore. You know, you haven't been, you didn't see it coming. We didn't have, weren't planning it. That's why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran, "Wala yahsabna ladina kafaru, anma numli lahum khairun li anfusihim. Inma numli lahum liyazdadu ithma, walahum adabun muhin." The people who disbelieve should not think, entertain this idea that that which we're supplying them with, the time that we're giving them, the looseness that we're giving them, the rope that we're giving them, and the enjoyment that they're having because of that, that this is good for them. They mustn't think that this is good for them. Of course, <clears throat> this will probably not have much effect on them because they'll be so deluded, except on the few maybe. But this is also a message for the Muslimin and for those who believe that look, this is an example of this same kind of istidraj. <clears throat> we are only giving them this looseness and this slack so that they increase in their sin. And again, let me clarify here, this is not some kind of initial condemnation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without giving them a chance. This is only happening because of their excesses in the past. Because they've ignored the signs. And then they'll have a very humiliating punishment. So that's why it's wajib and necessary on the human being. Whenever a person sees a new bounty, whether it's an internal bounty or an external bounty, whether it's feeling good about something or it's externally something material that comes about, whenever a person receives anything of this nature, that he recognize it's right. What am I supposed to do now that I've got this? And he should rush to make shukr, both by tongue, by internal acknowledgement and belief and conviction, and practically. And I said practically is by doing more obedience by it, giving some sadaqah from it, uh, using the bounty that we have for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah has given you a house, use it to teach children, use it to teach, you know, there's things that you can try to figure out of what to do for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake. <clears throat> By tongue, obviously, it means praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and openly thanking Him with the tongue. By belief, it means 
to recognize that it's coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to attribute everything to him and not to any kind. This will remove arrogance as well. This will remove arrogance as well and any kind of self-entitlement, conceit, self-praise and, and, uh, and uh, 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 magnifying oneself. And try to avoid thinking, try to recognize where it's come from because it says man lam yashkurin nas lam yashkurillah if it's come through somebody thank them as well whoever doesn't thank the people they will not thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because with people you can see that it's coming from them whereas from Allah you can't really see it's coming from them so if you don't get used to thanking people you're not going to thank Allah because we won't be used to thanking anybody ashkurukum linnasi ashkurukum lillah then you have that as well the one who is the most thankful to people will be the most thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he's used to thanking. He's got no problem with thanking. He's created that kind of tawadu that he can do that. And one way to do that is if it comes from somebody else as well, is uh, when you say jazakallah, then, that, then you have definitely fulfilled. Because jazakallah, you might say, what is jazakallah? Somebody might say, all you do is give me jazakallah, right? Jazakallah is the biggest reward. Jazakallah khayran is the biggest reward. May Allah reward you of the goodness. I mean, you can't have any better reward than that. But unfortunately, people diminish that today. Say, Jazakallah khair, man, that's what he gave me. He just said, Jazakallah to me. Right? He didn't give me anything in return. Subhanallah, this is the greatest reward, especially if you say it with sincerity. <clears throat> of course, don't say Jazakallah just as a matter of habit. Say it with the meaning. Jazakallah khairan. And shukr, uh, by action means to use it in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if somebody does not fulfill these wajibat then then that's the sign if somebody cannot fulfill these wajibat of bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then it's feared that these bounties will be taken away and that this is istidraj that a person will be gripped seized all of a sudden so all of a sudden at the end of the day this all un- the, uh, this all underscores one thing Adab with the mun'im, etiquette with the giver. That's the system in this world. One has to thank others, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, <clears throat> Shaykh Abdullah Gango, he explains this. He says, Allah Most High does not always immediately take to task the transgressors. In spite of their rebellion and transgression, He gives them time and continues to shower His favors on them. When they completely lose themselves in sin and reach the point of no return, he suddenly apprehends them. The granting of such respite to the transgression or the tr- to the transgressors is called istidraj, which is a matter of utmost gravity. On the other hand, some servants of Allah Most High are immediately forewarned when they commit any misdeed. Remember I mentioned the first time you get uh, told off. As a result, they quickly engage in the invocation of Allah Most High and abandon the transgression so as to ward off the forgetfulness. Here the Shaykh discusses istidraj. He says that Allah's gentleness settles over you every moment while you persist audaciously in bad behavior. You, don't, you are not even being reprimanded. Instead, your wishes are granted. 
this condition of abundant blessing and not being punished despite one's persistent in sin is fearful. You should fear this state, for perhaps it is respite allowed by Allah Most High. Therefore, or thereafter, He will suddenly apprehend you with His punishment. Proof of this is in the Quran, which warns of Allah's punishment arriving suddenly in the wake of the respite granted to the transgressors. When their transgression exceeds the limits, his punishment comes swiftly. The period of grace, the istidraj, it's a period of grace, should therefore not be misunderstood. When Allah Most High gives man respite, his forgetfulness increases in stages, but his worldly hopes and desires are fulfilled. When his forgetfulness has thoroughly set in, the divine, divine chastisement suddenly overtakes him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us and protect us. May Allah give us the deep insight to understand this. May Allah give us the tawfiq to do shukr as much as possible. And that's why some of the Sufis, they say that um, shukr is the means to reaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is, if you fulfill the obligations of shukr, you will reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because it gives you a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you recognize that it's coming from Him. That's that's the benefit of it. Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam tabarak ya dal jalali wa ikram Allahumma ya hayyu ya qayyum bi rahmatika nastaghith Allahumma ya hanani ya mannan la ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna min al-zalimin Subhanallah al-Ali al-A'la al-Wahhab Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ahli Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Oh Allah, accept our du'as. Oh Allah, oh Allah, oh Allah, accept our small efforts that we make. Oh Allah, oh Allah, they're not enough. But oh Allah, you're the loving and the grateful Lord. Oh Allah, we ask that you accept from us fully whatever small forms of worship we're able to do. Oh Allah, we ask that you have your mercy upon us. Oh Allah, we are in need of your mercy. Oh Allah, what will you get? If you punish us, O oh Allah, for you, you're the independent and enriched Lord. O oh Allah, we ask that you treat us with your compassion, with your softness. O oh Allah, when it came to Pharaoh, you told Musa salam and Harun salam to talk with them, to speak with them softly, to speak with him softly. O oh Allah, he was a claimant of lordship, a claimant of divinity. O oh Allah, he used to say, Ana rabbukum al-a'la. O oh Allah. We're totally, as opposed to that, we say, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Oh Allah, we ask that you deal with us with your softness, with your mercy. Oh Allah, oh Allah, we ask that you remove, you remove the love of sins from our heart. You give us the tawfiq to make as much tawbah as possible and repentance. Oh Allah, we ask that you remove any istidraj that may be on us. Oh Allah, we ask that you give us bounties as truly bounties from you. Oh Allah, we ask you to protect us from delusion. To protect us from delusion. Oh Allah, we get happy sometimes. Oh Allah, we get satisfied sometimes. And we think that we're totally safe from your punishment. We're totally safe and that you love us, whereas it may not be the case. Oh Allah, we ask that you grant us your love and the love of those who love you. Oh Allah, we ask that you turn your attention to us. You turn your attention to us. And you grant us your mercy and your, 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 the ability to remember you at all times. Oh Allah, we ask that you, as Ramadan is coming up, that you give us the best of this Ramadan. Make it better than any Ramadan before us. And you give us a tawfiq to complete all the projects that we need to complete beforehand so we can be free to worship you during this month. 
O oh Allah, whatever obstacles may be in our path to having, to, to worshipping you, O oh Allah, remove those obstacles. O oh Allah, remove our laziness, remove our excuses. O oh Allah, remove our laziness, remove our excuses. O oh Allah, day by day we're getting closer to our death. We're getting closer to our death, but our excuses keep growing. O oh Allah, our excuses should diminish by the fact that we're getting closer to the Akhirah and further away from this dunya. But our excuses increase. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, we ask that you pick us up and you allow us to you allow us to be close to you. O oh Allah, accept our du'as and grant us the kalima la ilaha illallah on our deathbed. And grant us husnul khatima, grant us a good ending. And O oh Allah, we ask that you give us the company of your messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O oh Allah, send your abundant blessings on our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi.